course, it's before Myron. So it's uh, it's just uh, today's shear is dedicated to the yard site of Reb Chaim Zelig, Reb Moshe Yisrael Gordon. His yard site is today Chof Aleph Marcheshvim, and we're before Myriv. So therefore, it's not just we're hopping around. Yes, the shear is dedicated to his yard site, and now it's before Myriv, so it's still Chof Aleph Cheshvim. Uh, okay, now Moshe, Reb Moshe Gordon, that was that's Ramosha Gordon's father, Rabhaib Zelig, Ramosha Yisrael. So Ramosha Gordon is dedicating today Shir in his memory. And uh, I would like to therefore wish Ramosha and his family long life. That his father, Rabhaim Zelig, Ramosha Yisrael, should be a good better for him and his family and all in Yonim, Latovilavrocha, Mazl Vacholtuv Sela. And it's very important. One of the highlights of the of, of the yard site in the dedication is a special connection to the Rogachover Goin. And that is that Rabhaim Zelik was born in Dvinsk, in the city where the Rogachover Goin was the Rav, the Chsid Sharov. And Rabhaim Zelik, as told to us by Rab Moshe, was Lazangesund uh, uh, that Rabhaim Zelik davened in the in the, the Rogachover shul. And he once told me that now he understands why his father always davened Nusachari. When he came to Melbourne, he davened Nusachari. And the reason he davened Nusachari was the Pashtus, because he was born and raised and raised in the shul, in the Rogachover shul. And the Rogachover shul, shul, they davened like a Rav Taitz, uh, says in his preface to the Mesechta Tzafras Paner, Mesechta Baba Mitzia, he davened bin Nuschosa Hayodua. He didn't spell it out that he davened Nusachari. But he damned Hayodua, which is Nusachari, and therefore his father always damned Nusachari, and he damned Nusachari too. And Bishchus, his father, Bishchus Rab Chaim Zelig, Rab Moshe Yisroel, this year, the Rogachover year was established 10 years ago. So realize that was an Ischus. Moshe Rab Moshe, with uh, others, with Etc. Et uh, we established the shear ten years ago, and it was Bischus, his father, and uh, therefore all the schusim of the limit Torah and the Torah of the Rogachover, Zol uh, Zol should support and bring strength to the Aliyah and the of his father, and also bring Mazel and Brocha for him and his family. Okay, uh, today's year we will focus on the coming weeks of Torah. The style was, the Seder was, we established that we sang the shear for the upcoming week, for the coming parsha. This week we will focus on the upcoming Haftorah. That is the Haftorah for Parsha's Chayisora, is if you have your, please take out your Sidur, your, your Chumashim, and uh, in many Chumashim, in the back of the Chumash, You'll have the Haftar if you have a stone edition or your art scroll edition, whatever it is, or any other chumish, you should find your Haftar in the back or right after the Sedra. Or you can take out a Sefer Melochim, a Tanakh, a Sefer Melochim, which is the Book of Kings, however you call it. Yes, yeah, Sefer Melochim. So in Sefer Melochim, Kapitel Aleph. In Kapitel Aleph, that's the beginning of Kapitel Aleph. That's the, the, the section, the first section of that Kapitel, of that chapter 
of chapter one is this, that's the section of the after, and it goes on until Posuk uh, Lamed Beis, until the 32nd Posuk. And nevertheless, we don't say the whole chapter in the Haftarah, but uh, a big section of the Haftarah is said this week in Parshas Chayisorah. Now, the reason, the general connection, the reason why we say this Haftarah, now the focus of the Haftarah is, the discussion of the Haftarah is, it starts off the opening words of the Haftarah is, if you take out, please take out your Chumashim, Bahamelech David Zoken Bo Bayomim. That Melech David, that King David, was old, advanced in his years. So it says in the Levush, right? The Talmud Ramor Chayafa, the Talmud of of the Ramor Amishe Isolish. So in this in Shulchan in the Levush in Simetov Reish Samachtes in Erechaim in the Levush in Erech Shulchan Erech Erechaim Simetov Reish Samachtes. He says the connection. He gives different reasons for different afteris, and the reason for this afteris he says is because we find in our parsha. We know that after has to be me'inyan aparsha or me'en aparsha. It has to have some token of the parsha. So being that this week's parsha, in the coming parsha, in Chai Yisori, we says, Vavrom zoken boba yomim. The mela therefore, here too, that's opening statement of this after is Vahamelech David zoken boba yomim. Just like in our Chumash, she talks about what, that Avram uh, Avinu was old and he came with advanced in years. He was advanced in years. The same too, Vahamelech David zoken boba yomim. So that's just a short mention in the Levush. It doesn't say any more than that. But the fact is, if you'll take out, I'll actually share with you what I don't have to go detail it. If you have a stone edition of the Art Scroll of Chumash, I think it's published by the Art Scroll. It's the stone edition, right, of your Chumash. So in the stone edition, which we generally use in the, as our text when we learn the Shear. So in the stone edition, you will find that on every opening, by every after he has in his glosses, in his notes, a general uh, explanation of the connection of the Haftarah with the parasha. And therefore, he explains, and look there in detail, because I don't want to repeat it, but I'll continue on talking on, in this vein, and that is that the gist of the parasha and the gist of the Haftarah is succession. Succe- succession. Now, uh, you'll start thinking that the reason I chose to speak about the Haftarah is because that's what's going on in the... Worldwide today in the United States of America and also in Eretz Yisrael. In Eretz Yisrael, in the last many months, there was a whole issue about succession. And that is in the in the hoif of Sadigura. The hoif of Sadigura, yeah? About who will be the, who is the, who is the one who's succeeding the, the Sadigura Rebbe? Is it the youngest son or is the oldest son or is it the middle son? It's never ending. And Lahavdil, Lahavdil, right? In the United States, about the succession. Yeah, who, he or he, and Stutzach Maises. We don't have to elaborate. You can tell me more about it than I can tell you. Well, that's not the reason I chose to discuss the Haftarah because it talks about these topics, but it definitely reflects of what's going on in the world today. There's no two ways about it that it's definitely a reflection of what's going on in the world. Like we have to live with the parsha, we live with the Haftarah. So the lessons, there are lessons from the parsha, lessons from the Haftarah, etc. Now, what's more, even more interesting is as follows, as we'll go on to detail, which is elaborated in the Lakutis Sichas from the Lubavitcher Rebbe's Chusi Yogan Aleinu in volume 25 in Parshas Chayisora, where he brings from the Sefer Keser Shemtov, not from the Baal Shemtov, but there's a Sefer called Keser Shemtov, from Rab Shemtov Gagin, who Rabshentev Gagin was uh, 
was the Av Bezdin of the, of the Portuguese and the Sephardic community in London, in London. He was the chief rabbi. He was there Av Bezdin many, many years ago in London, and he wrote a Givaldic Chibur, Chiburim, called Kesar Shemtev, which uh, collates, compiles, comprises all the different Menhagi Yisrael from Ashkenazim and Svardim and Taimanim, etc., etc., and brings uh, references and support for each minig. Very beautiful, fascinating set of Svarim, which was actually republished, reprinted by Machon Ahavat Shalom in uh, off, just, I'll tell you where to go. I tell you this more than once. Just off Meishorim Rechov Bardichev. Just make sure to go be protected with your gear that, you know, if you're going, if it's, if you're going in Sinistic, you're fine. But otherwise, you better dress with your gear not to get uh, pelted with uh, rubbish bins or rocks or stones. And it could be even from those who are demonstrating against Netanyahu. You never know. You have a lot of different people out there pelting people with stones and rubbish and stuff. It's Lavdafka, these fellows. It's all different. There's a crazy stuff, crazy havoc going on in the whole world, even in Eretz Yisrael. Not just from the Vuchulu, but even from those in wherever they're uh, yeah, demonstrating. Okay, a terrible, terrible in Yonim. Anyway, Rechov Bardich and Machon Avat Shalom reprinted the Set Keser Shemtev from Rav Shemtev Gagin. And he was a Rav Chief of Bezin in London. And just to mention London in Great Britain, Chaval Alda Avdin. Uh, Rav uh, Jonathan Sachs was holochli lohilomo is chaval al daavdin is definitely the neshama is alhavim and aliyeh and zaynas chusim is on baishtein aliyidin. Okay, we're moving on. So I'll call upon him. Going back, so the Rebbe references the Sefer Kesheshentiv frequently. He appreciates the chibur, and uh, even in the Haggadah Shal Pesach, which he penned in the early forties and the in the mid forties. He already references the Sefer Keshentev. So in the Lukot Tzirah, Volume Twenty Five, and I saw in the Keshentev, he also he goes into the details of the parsha and the details of the Avtera. In the details of the parsha, it's not just that because we're discussing Avram in his old age and the occurrences about the successor of Avram or succession, Avram in his old age, and the same in the Avtera of David. But actually, it, it matches up in detail, and that is as follows. Uh, the Rebbe details them. Like I say, in short, it's found in the Keser Shantiv, and that is number one. Uh, we find in the Parsha that we're discussing. Uh, so one thing, we're talking about succession, that Yitzchak should find uh, a bride. Yitzchak should marry Rivka. So that's succession, right? In order that Yitzchak should have, there should be a legacy. Avram's legacy should continue, and Yitzchak has to find the Rivka. In addition... Uh, we go into the details of the sons, Yitzchok and Yishmael. We'll take out the Parshas Chayisora at the end of Parshas Chayisora. So he had two sons, Avram Avinu, Yitzchok and Yishmael. And the question is, who remains home? And as a direct descendant, in other words, who yarshins everything from Avram and who is like sent away, sent off. And he sends them off. So Dafka, who does Avram choose? He chooses Dafka, the youngest son, Yitzchok. And he sends off Yishmael, the oldest son. As, so in other words, Yitzchak seeming to be his successor and Dafka Yishmael, the older one, he sends off, which that seems to identify very much with what's going on in Sadigura, but it's not my business. I must mention it. That's not the reason I'm talking about it. And we're moving on. Because I mentioned it so many times, you think that's the reason. No, that's not the reason. Okay, let's go. But I just thought about it as an afterthought, and it's good. It works. And we're moving on. And the same goes with the Haftarah. What you find in the Haftarah is as follows. 
We're talking about succession after David HaMelech. And there is a whole issue between Shloima HaMelech, Shloima, who is the younger son of David HaMelech, and Adonio, or Adonio, however you call him, because sometimes in the part in the Haftarah he is referred to as Adonio, and sometimes he's for, he referred to as Adonio, and you'll take out the fascinating Hezbo of the Chsam Sefer, Chsam Sefer, where there he discusses many details of the Haftarah. He explains why in certain verses of the Haftarah he's referred to as Adonio, and in certain verses of the Haftarah he's referred to Adonio. Take a look at your Chsam Sefer al Torah. We can't talk all the Mepharshim. We're just, I'm just, uh, yeah, uh, Maramokim. Uh, I'm, I'm just sending you off as a Maramokim, a footnote, a source, a reference. Look there. You'll appreciate it. We're going on. <clears throat> so there too, what's the story there? There, we don't wait for what the people want, which leader they want. It's just that Adonia deserves there's a certain rebellion going on and he wants to be rebellious and even while David is still alive he wants to claim to be as the crown prince in other words he wants to become the king being that David Amalek is already 70 years old he's already lying in bed and he's old and etc and therefore Adenio wants to claim to become king and therefore he gathers and makes a party and they ha he has them announce that he's the king etc etc take out your parsha your your after and say from Malachim and there are those who weren't invited and because they knew very well that David HaMelech had conveyed that he definitely want, he wants his younger son Shloime to be the king after him and to be the successor. Uh, so Adonia, the older one, was beautiful and handsome and he had many milers and David HaMelech got on with him and he didn't rebel, etc., etc., not like his brother Avsholim. Nevertheless, see, he decided that he'll, he'll choose himself and uh, he found some support from the people who work closely with David's, uh, David, with David Amelech. And he invites them and makes a big party, invites all the important people. They announce him as the king. And then it's brought to David Amelech's attention that it was Shleim Amelech who he was interested in. Therefore, Shleim David Amelech advises those who brought to his attention, Bathsheba. Right, his wife brings it to David Amelos' attention via Nosen Hanovi. Read the Haftarah, and Nosen Hanovi brings it. It's so Bathsheba tells, uh, in, in, uh, reveals to David Amelos what his Adonio's intent is. And then Nosen Hanovi comes and supports her. There's a whole scheme there, and he tells uh, David Amelos additional information. And then David Amelos orders. The Nasan Anovi and Sodik Akoyin, etc., to go and anoint Shloime as the king, even whilst David Amelech is still alive. Normally, right? You normally, uh, you don't, uh, the, the second the king doesn't, uh, is not anointed and only, only after. And the Gemara explains in Mesech Tekrisus why was there a need to anoint Shloime Hamelech, as David Amelech actually says, to, like I say, to, Nov, to, the, to the Novi Hashem, to, to, to Nosen HaNovi, and to Tzadik HaKoyin. He says to them to anoint him. Uh, the reason is, says the Gemara, even though there was a second anointing which took place later, when Shlomo HaMelech actually starts reigning and starts becoming the king, when it kicks in, so there's a, a second anointment which comes about, as detailed in the Sefer Divrei Hayomim. Nevertheless, David HaMelech, even whilst he's alive, he says to anoint Shlomo HaMelech, uh, and the uh, Gemara says, even though he's the son of the king, and the din is that we inherit the son, Melech ben Melech doesn't need anointing because he just, he inherits from his father, but being that David, because Adonia was, there was a machloikis, says the Gemara increases in Dav Hay, because there was a machloikis, 
because Adonia was a rebelled, rebel, rebelled. So therefore, there's a machloikas, and certain people wanted to go along with Adonia. Therefore, there is a need to what to anoint Shloim Hamelach, even though he's the son of the king. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and within this is a big machlokes, which we're not going to discuss, according to Rashi on the spot of Mesech Tekrisus. So this is segregated. Once there's a machlokes, so the, therefore the whole lineage falls apart, and therefore it has to be anointed anew. The Rambam makes it very clear that the reason the anointment is there is only l'salek ha-machlokes, l'salek to remove the machlokes, the two Rambams and the Lubavitcher Rebbe's Chusay Yogan discusses it in his Sikhs extensively. The Lashonis of the Rambam, because in one place the Rambam says, just to remove the Machloikis. And in another place he says two things, to remove the Machloikis, the, 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 the rebellion of the other party, and also what? And also, and to inform everybody, to publicize that he's the king, that's where the anointing takes place, even though he was the, uh, he's the Melech ben Melech. Okay, so there are, like I say, a lot of halachic details which are addressed in the Gemara. The Gemara also derives different halachas from this Haftarah. We'll mention maybe one or two of them as we go on. And like I say, there are a lot of discussions in halachas mentioned already, which are dependent and, and based on, the, on this, on this Haftarah. We're going to focus on a specific, seemingly a minor point, a minor point, but even though it seems to be something like, by the way, and merely like minor, but actually in the, in the works of halacha, it plays a very important role. And let's uh, let's let's let me just introduce to you what the issues are. Uh, but before we go on to that, uh, let me just also say. So after I spoke to you, brought to your attention the general connection of the haftarah with the with the excuse me with the parsha. So it's the younger son and the older son, and the younger son takes precedence over the older son, like Yitzchak over Yishmael, and therefore Shlaim Hamelach takes precedence over Adonia. Right, so that's the story with uh, the current events. Uh, if you want to have another interesting uh, elaboration on the connections, you, there's a, a known work from Rabbi Socher Yakubson, who wrote a Hebrew called Chazayin Hamikra. There he elaborates on the connections of the Haftarah and the Parsha. Uh, the Gemara Misach Kama actually highlights a verse, a pasuk which connects the, uh, another a lesson from the Haftarah, which the same lesson seems to be also derived, according to another opinion, from the Chumash. And that is as follows. The Mesechta Bavakama, if you have a Gemara Bavakama, you'll take out your Gemara, and Mesechta Bavakama, page 92b, Daftadik Beis, Amit Beis. So this is a whole lengthy uh, uh, exposition where there is an interesting, uh, um, where the Gemara advances as follows. Rava speaks to Rabbi Barmori and he asks him as follows: milsa the Amur, the Amur Abonon. He's sorry, I got it wrong. I'm sorry, I got the wrong section. He says, milsa the Amri Inshi. He says, Where do we know what people say? There is a saying of people, and it's interesting. The Gemara has a lengthy discussion on many different issues which people say and express themselves. And the Rava asks Rabbi Barmori, Where do we know? Can we find a verse which reflects? a statement, things which people say, sayings what people have. And what is the saying? One of the sayings is, one of the sayings is as follows, says the Gemara. The, one of the sayings is, Shitin tichla matya shoma, says the Gemara, that a person, if he hears his fellow friend eating, but he himself does not eat, 
says the Gemara, that brings upon him 60 eggs, afflict his teeth. 60 eggs, six zero eggs. In other words, it brings him to a state of bitterness and mourning and affliction. He's afflicted, he's disturbed when he hears others are eating, right? And he is not taking part or he sees others eating or he hears others eating and he is not part of that, uh, of that party, so to speak, or of that, of that kiddish, so to speak. Uh, in general, it would mean that uh, it causes pain and causes a cause for mourning, right? And the Gemara says, what is the source for this idea that people end up being painful if they're left out when others are benefiting? In other words, there's some natural instinctive thing that a person, if he's left out from something others are doing, and others are doing an interesting thing, and the Yamara highlights and focuses about eating. So if I'm left out or some individual is left out and wasn't invited to join that meal and he knows others are eating, so that disturbs him to the, to the degree that he has that, he's so pained, terribly afflicted. Says the Gemara, this is derived from a verse, a, a pasuk in this Haftarah, and that is as follows. When in the Haftarah, let me turn the page for you, and I'll tell you exactly where the pasuk is, so you can open up your pasuk. And it says as follows, that when it was brought to the attention of, uh, excuse me, when it was brought to the attention of David HaMelech, that what Adonia was doing, so it says as follows, says the pasuk, uh, that, uh, so excuse me. So first the pasuk tells us, excuse me, let me just bring that to the, your attention first. In the beginning of the Haftarah, that is in capital Aleph, right? Right in the beginning of the Haftarah and verse seven and eight, I'll read it to you. It says that Yoyov ben Shruya and Evyosar HaKoyen, they were supportive of Adonio. And you look into the Mepharshim, they'll explain why Dafka, they were very supportive of Adonio and they were prepared to go along with him. But the Posse goes on to say, and others were not supportive of Adonio. And like I say, you look in the Mepharshim, Rashi, the Radak, the Mitsudis, and also in a fascinating uh, 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 commentary on the Tanakh, which is known from Rab Shmuel, the Rash Laniado, who wrote a pirush called Kliyakar uh, on 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 So he has a fascinating. Uh, there that you'll find a compilation of all the different Mefarshim, and then it's been in the last many years republished and and reset by Mochoin Haksav and Eretz Yisrael. It's a fascinating pirush of Laniado. Uh, if I recall correctly, it's Rash Laniado. And so there he, he goes into the details why these were more supportive and these were less supportive, etc. Even though you'll find them in your classics like Rashi and the Radak. Okay, so that's what they enumerated in the Pasuk. So then when this is brought to the attention of, of David Amelech, listen carefully. So really, what, what the main thrust of what should have been brought to the attention of David Amelech is... That Adonio, his son, is making a celebration and they're announcing that he is the king. That should have irked David Amalek to hear that news. Nevertheless, we see in the Posuk, and that is in Kapitel Aleph, uh, Posuk 25, Posuk Chofei, he says as follows. Uh, sorry, 26, Pasuk Chavov, says Nosan Anovi when he's speaking to David Amalek, he says, Veli Ani Avdecha. I, your servant, meaning Nosan Hanovi, and Tzadik the Kohen, 
your servant, which is your son, they were not invited. So the Gemara deduces from this, from this that he complained, brings to David Amelech's attention, not just that he's partying and he was announced as the king, right? Before he was meant to announce himself as the king. Who's the winner? Do you leave it up to the people? Do you leave it up to who gets the more more votes? Or you just announce that you're the winner? You get it? It's all reflecting of what's going on today. Think about it. Well, that's what happened in the time of David Amalek with Adonia. Adonia didn't wait for the people to support him. He just decided he's the winner. And Bamela, therefore, even though he had no support, says Nasan Anavi as follows. He highlights to David Amalek that he wasn't invited. Sadiq HaKoyin wasn't invited. Ben Yehoyoda wasn't invited. Shloimei, his servant, wasn't invited. Of course, he mentioned simply, plainly. He mentioned it. Why? Because he wanted to basically convey to David HaMelech that all those who support David and all those who support Shloimei weren't invited. Only those who support Nasa or support Adonia were invited. But nevertheless, what the real, the, the gist of his, 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 his what is the information he, sh he should have been conveying was basically that he announced he's the king. Nevertheless, we find this also being told to David. And therefore the Gemara says, you're not, this conveys, so Rab Mori says to, to, to Rava, this posuk, this posuk reflects what people say. When people hear that other people are eating and they're not part of that, crowd was partaking of the food, it irks them and it pains them. So th basically, the Rav Mori says to Rava, this posseg is reflecting just that, that you see Nasan Navi seems to be also complaining that he wasn't invited. In other words, everybody, all the top people were invited. He's not part of the crowd. It's irking him, so to speak, because that's detailed in the Chumash. So from this, as the Gemara, this reflects this uh, saying of what people say. Now, Rava counters that and he says, you're saying it's derived. This the substantiation and the support for this saying, what people say is coming from the from the Haftarah, from the Sefer Melochim. Let me let you know it's actually coming from the Chumash. And we're in the Chumash, also in our Chumash, in our Parsha, in Parsha's Chayisora. What does it say in the Parsha's Chayisora? It says in the Parsha as follows. At the end of Parsha's Chayisora, it says that Yitzchak brings Rivka into the tent of his mother. And he sees that Rivka, yeah, and he takes Rivka as his wife. And she becomes his wife. And then it says he loves her, etc., etc., etc. He married Rivka, he became his wife. He loved her and thus was Isaac consoled after his mother. What does it say after that posuk? You know what it says after that posuk? Right after that it says, Vayosef Avram, And the Torah writes directly after that, Avram proceeded to take a wife, and her name was Ketura. Okay? So plainly, the way Rashi explains this Gemara, it seems like because the Torah and the Masha explains, being that the Torah brings this right after the story of Yitzchak and Rivka. So... And it says, says the marshal, because it says, Vayosef Avram with the Vav, and Vayosef, this comes in addition and in direct sequence to what Yitzchak takes Rivka as a wife. So Rashi seems to say that Avram envied Yitzchak. In other words, there's something beneficial Yitzchak's doing, he's getting married. And therefore Avram, according to Rashi, seems to envy him. There's something beneficial going on, and he's not being part of that benefit. So therefore that irks him, and that triggers him to get married to Keturah. 
That's the way we understand this Gemara. The Gemara says, Rav Mori, you said the proof is from the Haftarah. I'm telling you the proof is from the Parsha. Now, what you have from this Parsha is from this piece of Gemara in Mesechtu Babakabad of Tzadik Beis, a very obvious connection, even though it's like a specific point, it's not a major topic, but a specific lesson, which we know from the Haftarah and we know from the Chumash, depending on Rava or Rav Mori. Okay, Rava Bar Mori. Either Rabba Barmori or Rava. Okay, so plainly I mentioned how Rashi learns. Interestingly, there is a some cipher, a some cipher, uh, not very known, I believe. And it's this in called, it's in the cipher printed in one of the letters. It's a published letter of the Chsam cipher in relation to a wedding. So it's published in the cipher, Likute Chuvis of the Chsam cipher, where there you have published letters, etc. of the Chsam cipher. So there's a letter from the Chsam cipher. In Simon Lamed Bay's uh, uh, dated Tovkuf Tzadik Bay's. And there the Rabbi, the, the Chsam Sefer writes as follows. He brings this Gemara and he says he'd learn as follows. He'd learn the meaning of Avram and Yitzchak is as follows. Being that Avram was aware that it can irk Yitzchak if he will get married to Ketura before Yitzchak get married to Rivka. So that's why Avram waited for Yitzchak to get married to Rivka in order not to irk, and it shouldn't affect him negatively. In other words, if Avram would have married Keturah first, it would have affected Yitzchak negatively, right? Like the Gemara says, because he's not part of that beneficial thing. So therefore, Avram doesn't get married to Keturah only after Yitzchak marries Rivka. So with this, the Chsam Sefer learns interestingly different than Rashi and different than the way, the simple way of learning. But this is, like I say, not, I don't think, very well known because it's published in the Likute Shuvah of the Chsam Sefer in a letter which he penned in Tovkuf Tzadik Beis. Okay, uh, again, there are a lot of details in this Gemara and exactly where we know all these in Yonim. Let's go on because it's getting very, very late. Now, uh, the Rogachover Goin has an interesting uh, uh, take in one of the psukim in the Haftorah, and also, I believe, based on his uh, analysis uh, of a posuk, of a specific posuk, uh, which is not a general uh, topic of the Haftorah, but just an individual point. The Rogit Shavar has his analysis of that posuk. Based on that, he will give us an interesting insight in this Gemara, in Mesichta Babakama. In other words, he has a gloss, he's written a hago on his Alatorah, on this Aftorah, and he also has a gloss, Ago, uh, his remarks on Mesichta Babakama, on in Safras Paneach, on Mesichta Babakama, Daf Tzadik Beis, Amud Beis. Okay, we got to get moving, and this is as follows. Let me first introduce to you a Rambam. The Rambam Paskins in Hilchas Klei Hamigdosh, Perik Hei, Halocha Dalet, and I'll read for you the Loshan of the Rambam. The Rambam says as follows. The Rambam says in Hilchas Klei Hamigdosh and Sefer Avoida. One second. Nilchas Klei Amigdosh, Perik Hei Halacha Dalet says the Rambam. We're in the Perik Hei. The Rambam talks all about the Kohen Godel, all about the High Priest, the High Priest, the Kohen Godel in the Beis Amigdosh. And the Rambam says a special halachas that the Kohen Godel has to be, so to speak, removed and above, like social distancing. Yeah, here you go, Nebuch. Okay, current events, social distancing. He should be in a mode of social distancing from the people because he's a Kohen Goddard. And therefore he shouldn't mix and mingle with the people, with the, with the masses. 
in order that he should be, so to speak, and he should be respected and, and, and looked up to, etc. Now the Rambam Pasch is therefore in Halacha Dalit. The Rambam says, Lo yikoneis lebeis ha-mishtah, v'loy l'su'ude shal rabim, afilu heim shal mitzvah. And I'll translate it for you in the English Rambam. Uh, he should not enter a celebration or a public feast, even if they are associated with a mitzvah. That's what the Rambam Paskins. Now, what is the source for the Rambam? We know very well, whatever he writes in Mishnah Torah has a source in Chazal, a Mufurish of Sakalocha, etc., etc. Now, interestingly, even though uh, it's a Mufurish Rambam, and you would expect that it should be an explicit statement in the in the, in the Shah's Babli, Yerushalmi, and some Medrash, etc., etc., if you examine the examine, you take out the Noisy Clay Harambam, the Mephorshi Harambam, which generally uh, uh, the standards are that they bring sources and references for the Rambam for the different halachas. You will find that the case of Mishnah in this case, the Radvaz in this case, the Marikurkus in this case, just don't reference any specific reference for this din. And even the later day sages or, or, or scholars who brought and added different footnotes or sources for the Rambam. Like I'll mention Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky in the Sefer Kiryat Melech doesn't either. Actually, by the way, I mentioned this more than once. The Rebbe references the Sefer in Lekutesiches Volume Chelik Yud Beis in Parshas Achrei. He references the Sefer Kiryat Melech. So in his Sefer Kiryat Melech, he doesn't either have a reference. So I'm just saying that even those in the later days and nowadays, they try to find references and do find new sources for the texts of the Rambam. And this, it seems like they couldn't find a, a Maramokim. And uh, we'll soon see that it's not that simple. Now, uh, so it's quite obvious that they didn't have, uh, uh, didn't find a Maramokim. Uh, and therefore, that's the style of the case of Mishnah. He just quotes the words of the Rambam and leaves it blank. He doesn't fill in where that's the source. Uh, also, the Orach HaShulchan, there's a safer Orach HaShulchan HaOsid. We know of the Orach HaShulchan from the Vardik who wrote a Chibur on Shulchan Orach, right? He redid the Shulchan Orach. That's why the Shulchan Orach is called Shulchan Orach. And when I was a Bochor in Yeshiva, they said that being that the Orach HaShulchan argues just about on every din of the Shulchan Orach, that's why he named the safer Orach HaShulchan because it's fakert from the Shulchan Orach. The Shulchan Orach is called Shulchan Orach. And he called his Chibur Orach HaShulchan. Nevertheless, I'm letting you know, I'm not, God forbid, belittling or talking down at it, because who am I, me, ani, umani? The fact is that the Orach HaShulchan is a meridic chibur. He doesn't need my amlotz or my askoma. In G'dayli Yisrael, everybody references it, and everybody learns it, and everybody has it, and I know of Eden, and Rabbonim who don't have a Shulchan Orach in the house, but they have an Orach HaShulchan in the house. And there's no two ways about it. If you want to have a clarity and a clarity in a crisp, in a in a crystal way of the halacha, learn Orach HaShulchan. That's the Chibur you got to learn. Givaldic. No two ways about it. But nevertheless, sometimes in the Psak HaLocha, that was the Lithuanian style based on the school of uh, methodology of the Vilnagoyen, etc., etc. Not everything which it says in the Shulchan Aruch is the, is the Paisik Achrein, whatever. Now is not the time to discuss it. But let's move on. So I believe that's it. So... Here, so he wrote a sefer also called a set of svarim called Orach Hashulchan HaOsid. In other words, he deals also with sections of the Rambam which aren't dafka applicable nowadays. So when it comes to this halacha, where the Rambam says what he says, that he says clearly, this is not mevur in Gemara. Definitely, it is so. Definitely it is so. 
Well, of course it is so, <laughs> because the Rambam says so, so it's definitely so. But he's already, it testifies that it's not Mavur in Gemara, and of course that's why the Nesikli Rambam don't bring any references from the Gemara for it. And now he goes on to say what's so novel about the Halach is as follows. And he brings this to our attention from Hil, uh, Rambam in Sefer Hamada, Sefer Hamada, Sefer Hamada in Hilchas Deus. And this is also referenced already by Rabbi Yosef Kopach in his Chibur uh, on the, the, the Rambam, the text, the, the Yemenite, the, the Nusach Teman. So in his commentary, he references on this Rambam to look in the Rambam in Hilchas Deus Perikei, which possibly he saw the Orach HaShulchan HaOsid, and uh, the Orach HaShulchan HaOsid tells us what's so novel about the din in relation to the Kohen Gadol. Because in the Rambam in Sefer Hamad in Hilchas Deus Perikei, there he speaks about the, the way how a Talmud Chacham is meant to act. And a Chacham is nicker, a Chacham is noticed, Right, not just in his study and in his davening, etc., but in all his ways. And he enumerates, I believe, ten ways. And all, even in the physical, the way he acts, etc. So a chacham is nikkur. It's obvious that he's a talmud chacham. The Rambam there paskins that the talmud chacham shouldn't just eat and join, stamp any party. Only he should only join mitzad the covet of the talmud chacham and covet atayri should only join mitzad the derecheres of the talmud chacham. He should only join such meals as parties as suudays, which are suudis mitzvah. So that's what the Rambam says when it comes to the talmud chacham. Says the Orach Hashulchan. That's novel about the kohen gadol. Kohen gadol supersedes that, and he's above and beyond the talmud the standard talmud chacham, and that is that. Even when it comes to a Suda or a Bishta, even if it's a Shal Mitzvah, says the Rambam, he should nevertheless not join it. In other words, even though there's a head of a Talmud Chacham to join a Zon join a Suda's Mitzvah, like it says in Hilchas Deus, that's for a Talmud Chacham, nevertheless the Kohen Gadol shouldn't either join, when it comes, shouldn't join even a Suda's Mitzvah, like it's clear in the Rambam. Okay, that's, these are the words of the Orach HaShulchan and Rabbi Yisim Kopach. Now, of course, the later day Achroinim uh, are looking for Makarius for the Rambam, and there's a known Sefer on Sefer Avoid and Sefer Korbonis already referenced. If you have a Rambam of Shapsi Frankel Rambam, these references are there, I'm not shooting any keys, it's all there, it's all out there. But so if you have a Sefer Haram Maria, one of the greats from uh, approximately 100 years ago, 150 years ago, who is known for his chibur on the Rambam, on Sefer Havoid and Sefer Karbonis, with named it Har HaMuriya. He's also known with a fabulous, fascinating chibur on the Sefer Itur. So he wrote a chibur there. He is the Sefer, his chibur on the Sefer Itur, on the Bala Itur. Uh, um, his commentary there is actually has a, has a approbation from Rabbi Yitzchak Al-Khanon, Okay, so you look there. So he was one of the greats. He was a rov in the city. He was an avvezdin, etc. A rov in the city. So he wrote a chibur called Haram Maria. So he says, "I found a mocker for the Rambam," and he has comes up very interesting quite often from the kodesh for the Rambam. And he says, "The the mocker for the Rambam is a teisefta." What is the mocker of the teisefta? What is the mocker in the teisefta? He says as follows: It says in the teisefta in Sanhedrin Perik Dalit, Halacha Aleph says the teisefta as follows. He talks about a Kohen Gadol. In Halacha Aleph, Perik David, Halacha Aleph, the Tesefta discusses Halachas which relate to the Kohen Gadol. And in Halacha Beis, he discusses in Yonim, which relate to the Melech. And so, so what does the Tesefta say? When he talks about, in general, it says that the Kohen Gadol shouldn't leave Yerushalayim. He shouldn't go out. He shouldn't go out. And this applies when he's serving in the Beis Amigdosh. He doesn't allowed to leave the Beis Amigdosh. Then the Tosefta says, He 
he goes out, La Havrois, we know of, we, sh- we sh- shouldn't know of it, but we know when the Shas and the Sechta cotton and La Halocha, there's a concept, a principle, La Halocha of Sudas Havro, for a mourner, Nebach, right? So the din is, we derive from Sukkim, from Scripture, from Yecheskel, that the Gemara tells us that there's a prohibition for the mourner on the first day, right? The first meal he eats, the first meal he eats after the Kura, after the burial, he's not allowed to eat his own food, and the meal has to be brought to him from others. Others have to bring him food, but he can't eat the meal. His meal can't be of his own food. So that's called the Sudas Avro, the meal of Avro, which is translated as the meal of the mourners. Okay, let it be. Now, uh, it says in the, in the, so the Rambam says that the Kayin Godel goes, he may go to join the Sudas Avro by a mourner. And the fact is that the mourners we used to have, they used to gather, a minion used to gather by the Sudas Avro. Nowadays, it may not be the custom, as the Orach HaShulchan already mentions, that it's not the custom nowadays, but nevertheless, it was the custom at the time of the Shas, that a minion used to come together when, they, when the mourner ate his first meal, and the meal was brought to him, there was a minion there, and they benched, and they made a special brocha to be menachem to mourners, to be menachem to mourn, to console, to comfort the mourners. That's a special birchas avelim, a special brocha for the avelim, for the mourners, and that was done by the sudas havro, by the first meal of the mourners which were presented to him. So the Rambam says the Kohen Godel can participate. If God forbid the Kohen Godel is a mourner, so then other people come to, to comfort him, and they can establish the meal in his presence, and then they sit together with him, but they, they have ex- regulations exactly how the setup is because we have to nevertheless give honor to the, to the what's it called? To the, sorry, to the mourner. And that is the coin god. Let the coin god was the mourner. So the din is, for instance, the Rambam brings this din. The Rambam says, when the meal of the comfort is served to him, so then there's a special aloha. They all come and join. But, they have to give respect to the mourner who is the Kayin Gadol, the high priest. All the people sit on the ground and he sits on a low bench. In other words, it's not good enough. He shouldn't be the Kayin Gadol out of respect, even though the mourners in the time of the Shah, Shah sat on the ground, not on a low bench. But now being out of his due to respect to the Kayin Gadol, all the mourner, all the people are coming to comfort him, sit on the ground, and the mourner sits on a low bench out of respect of the Kayin Gadol. So that's so that's why the the the, the Tesefta tells us okay the special regulations when we're joining the Soda Soda Savro if the Koyen Godel is the mourner. So the Tesefta says the same applies that when the Koyen goes to a mourner, he also can join in in the in the in the Soda Savro together with the other people. It doesn't tell us the details exactly in what mode and fashion does he join in, how it's meant to be set up, how he sits. But that's a separate issue. And in contrast to the to, to the Melech, that's the way the in the Sefer Chazdei David from Rav David Pardo in his commentary on the Tesefta, he says this comes in contrast to the Melech, because when it comes to the Melech, by the Melech it says the king, the king always supersedes, he always comes first, and he takes precedence over the Kohen Gadol. So therefore, more honor has to be expressed to the Melech more than the Kohen Godel. So therefore the rule is in, in Halacha Beis of the Tesefta, it says that he, he, they come to him to join him in his Sudha Savro, but he doesn't go to them. You get it? Because 
out of respect to the melech, therefore he shouldn't be going hanging around by other people, by other mourners. If any, if he is a, if he is a, if he is a mourner, so they the mourners can come to him to comfort him. But he doesn't go to the sudas avro of the others. He can go to be menachem over them. He can go to comfort them, but he doesn't join the meal. But they join his meal when he's the mourner. That's by the melech. But the kohen gadol, let's focus on the kohen gadol. So the toisefta says v'hoylech lahavris esacher. Now says, but isn't the kohen gadol not sitting shiva at all? Is very midrash loyetsa. Isn't the Kohen Gadol Migdish Loyetsa? He's not allowed to get out from the Messengah? Yeah, we're not learning Hilchas Eva. The truth is, I hear. But the fact is that he has to have all the Dine Avelis applies to the to the Kohen Gadol. And that's a Furish Rambam and Hilchas Eva. Who is my Rambam? Hilchas Eva. So I'm Furish Rambam and Hilchas Eva. Shefer Shaftim. So the Rambam says, Furish, Kohen Gadol Chaim Bechol Divri Avelis. It's just, it's also like the Kohen Gadol, Gadol Pera, Velote Sacharamita. But so for those details, thanks for the remark. And look there in Perik Zion, Halacha Vav and Hilchas Evel in Sefer Shoftim in the Rambam. So there you'll find the details in relation to the morning and the mode of mourning of the Kohen Gadol. I'll call upon him. Uh, so uh, says the Sefer Haramiriya. Oh. Baal being that because it says that they sefte, lech sacherim, says the Sahara Miria, oh, he can only go join another suda, which is a suda's mitzvah, as we will discuss soon. And that is the suda savro is regarded as a mitzvah, as the Ursamech Rameir Simcha of Dvinsk and his spiritual Ursamech brings to our attention already a Gemara, a Mephurisha Mishnah, and a Gemara in Mesechta, in Mesechta Sanhedrin, in Perik Ben Soyreir. That the Ben Sarir or Murder, if he takes part of a Sudas Mitzvah, and what is that? And the Gemara said it's called Tanchume Avelim. So, according to that, it's talking about the Sudas Avro. I'll call upon him. So, this Lahavre Sasacherim is a Sudas Mitzvah. Says the Haramiriya, look that the Sefta only allows the Koyen to Koyen Godel to join a Sudas Mitzvah of Lahavre Sasacherim. Only a Sudas Havro. But it comes out from that it's understood that any other Sudhis Mitzvah, he would be prohibited. So Bemele the Sefer, uh, Hara Maria says, that's the source of the Rambam. The mocker of the Rambam is from this Tesefta, because the Tesefta allows the Kayin Gadol to join in the, mourn, in the mourner's meal, right? Which is a Sudhis Mitzvah. But it only mentions the joining of the mourner's meal. That from there, the Rambam understood that only the mourner's meal is allowed to be joined, but he can join any other Sudas mitzvah. And that's the market for what the Rambam says, the source for what the Rambam says in Perikei Alochadalit, that he shouldn't join any Su'udas, even if it's a Sudas mitzvah. This is what the, this is what the, 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 the Haram Iria says. Now, let me share with you a, a something about the Rameir Simcha Midvinsk and the Ursa Mech. Says as follows: The Rishonim says you'll take out a Rambam and Hilchas Amigdosh. You'll find an interesting thing, and he says, "Look, after the Rambam says an Allah Dalit, that you're not allowed to join the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to join any celebration or any public meal, even if it's a public meal of a mitzvah." He says, "That's why. What's the? That's why in sequence in Halacha that's written in Allah Dalit. In Allah Vav, the Rambam says as follows: Listen to Rabbi Simcha's words carefully. He says the Rambam says in Allah Vav." That when the meal of comfort is served to the Kohen Godel, so then all the people sit on the ground and he sits on the low bench. Says Rameir Simcha, it's very clear from this Rambam that what occurs 
only when the Kohen Gadol is the mourner. That's when people come and join him in the meal of the mourner's meal. But the Rambam does not discuss when he goes out to join others in a mourner's meal. Says Rameir Simcha, listen carefully. The reason why the Rambam wrote that in Allah Havav, because he already said in Allah Hadalet, that it's prohibited for the Kohen Gadol to join a, mourn, a, a Suda's Mitzvah. Because the Rambam says it's prohibited for the Kohen Gadol to join a Suda's Mitzvah, that's why in Allah Havav he says that he only mentions when others join the Suda's Mitzvah in the Kohen Gadol's home as a mourner, when the Kohen Gadol is a mourner. But he doesn't mention a case if the Kohen Gadol is allowed to join any other mourner in someone else's house as a Suda's Mitzvah. You get it? In other words, Rameir Simcha learns very clearly that when it says in the Rambam you can't join a Suda's Mitzvah, it's clearly including and incorporating even when it is a mourner's meal. Totally opposite and against of the Haram Uriah. And Rameir Simcha says, this is based on the language of the Mishnah. They'll take out a Mishnah in the Sikhta Sanhedrin. The Mishnah in Sanhedrin only says, Ukishamavrin Oisoi. When the Kohen Gadol is a mourner and there's a Suda Savro in the Kohen Gadol's home, so then other people join the Kohen Gadol, etc., etc., and he sits on a low bench and they sit on the ground. So it's only mentions in the Mishnah, it doesn't also say that the Kohen Gadol joins others when someone else is making a Suda Savro and someone else is the mourner. So that's why the Rambam records what it says in the Mishnah. So according to Rameir Simcha, it's very clear that the Rambam does not accept this Taisefta, right? The Taisefta, according to Haramiriya, says the Rambam knows his halacha, that you can't join any Sudas mitzvah. From this, that the, that the Taisefta permits you, the Kohen Gadol to join a Sudas Avroh, right? So he says, from there, we understand all other Sudas mitzvahs are prohibited. Now, what Rameir Simcha says, on the contrary, he says the reason the Rambam only mentions the Suda Savro of the Kohen Gadol, but not the Suda Savro of any other mourner, is because the Kohen Gadol is prohibited to join any Suda Mitzvah, including a Suda Savro of a different mourner. So guess what? Guess what? I saw in the Encyclopedia Talmudist, and I believe Rabbi Menachem, uh, Menachem V. Steiner, who is the, the chairman of the Encyclopedia Talmudis, is not on this year. I think he's not here tonight, so I hope he won't be offended. And But nevertheless, the facts are the facts. They, in their footnote, in, in the, on Erech Kohen Gadol, which volume is that? Let me just see the volume number. That's volume 27. They bring the Ersameach and they say, Tomua, what the Ersameach is puzzling. Why is it puzzling? It's against the Toysefta. The Toysefta says that you can join, the Kohen Gadol can join a Sudas Avro of someone else. And the Ersameach says in the Rambam that the Kohen Gadol cannot join the Sudas Avro of someone else. Guess what? They say it's Tomua, puzzling. Well, I'm very sorry. It's Tomua what they say. You know why it's Tomua what they say? Because we just said, true, it says in the Tosefta that the Kohen Gadol can. But you want to know something? The Rambam doesn't record this Tosefta in the Halacha. 
In other words, the Ramam didn't accept this Tosefta, La He goes on, the Ramam, let me mention this. The Rambam accepts the Mishnah in Sanhedrin verbatim, which in the Mishnah it says, that he is the mourner, and the Sudha Savra is in the home of the Kohen Gadol. That's all is mentioned in the Mishnah. And the Rambam records this Mishnah in Hilchas Kli Migdosh, Perik Hay, which we just mentioned, and also records it in Perik Zion of Hilchas Evel. So he records this, he repeats the Mishnah twice. He repeats this halacha twice. And when he mentions the halacha of Havro in relation to what Kohen Gadol twice, he only mentions the Sudas Avro, which takes place in the Kohen Gadol's home, and he's the mourner. He does not mention what it says in the Tosefta that is a Sudas Avro of another mourner, and the Kohen Gadol goes there. So it's very clear from the Rambam that the Rambam doesn't accept this Tosefta la halacha. So what is this Tomua? The Ursa Mech is talking Shitas Rambam. He's explaining the Rambam. This that the Rambam said, halacha vav in sequence to halacha dalid, is because the Rambam says that you can't join any Sudas mitzvah. And when we say every Sudas mitzvah, it's every Sudas mitzvah, including Sudas avro, he can't join. Ah, it says in Tosef Fakert, who cares? The Rambam doesn't record that halacha. That means he didn't accept it halacha. And he says it twice. That he doesn't mention, he doesn't record that lahalacha. Now I saw something even more mind-boggling, and this is as follows. Listen to this. In the Rambam La'am, which the Rambam La'am is not just La'am, it's also Vitalmide Chachamin. Even though it's called Rambam La'am and it has Nikudot, and it's published by Moses Darav Kook, and I know big Talmide Chachamin passed to walk around with the Rambam La'am. Now let me tell you something. You know how many sales? You know how the market, it was busted, busted. They sold out when there was a photo of the Lubavitcher Rebbe's Chusa Yogan Aleinu with the Rambam La'am in his hand. There's a photo out there with the Lubavitcher Rebbe's Chusa Yogan Aleinu when he learned Rambam. He had a Rambam La'am. There's a photo holding the Rambam La'am like me. You see? And that's when, I think that's when Maznaim Publishers bought off the rights the rights from Moses of Cook, and they sold out. There was nothing left. They had to reprint it because the whole world bought the Ramam Lam because they saw it was a good work. It was worth buying. I'm letting you know. So even though it was known that mainly the Lubavitcher Rebbe used it because the letters were larger, so he needed it for his sight, his eyesight. And the, the, the letters are bolder and larger, but nevertheless, quite often and frequent, quite frequent. He, he would mention by the Fabrengans and analyze and deal with different points which were raised in the notes of the Rambam Lam because there were many Talmud Chachamim who compiled the commentary on the Rambam Lam. So it's not just for the for the masses who are loved after Talmud Chachamim. It's it's it's, it's along the Shavarik. Let's move. So you know what they say, even though it says in the Tosefta that it says in the Tosefta that. What, uh, we read the Loshan of the Tesefta. The Loshan of the Tesefta was, even though it says in the Tesefta that, you know what they say? Because the, of the Ursameh, and because the Rambam doesn't record it, they say the Rambam had a different text of the Tesefta. What was the Rambam's text? He doesn't go to be like a Melech. 
Like it says by the Melech Bein, the Hoylech Lavrus is Zacherim. So they, instead of saying what it says by Hoylech Lavrus is Zacherim, they say the Rambam's text was, Vein the Hoylech Lavrus is Zacherim. Well, that reminds me of somebody that you want to reconcile texts. You just put in your own, your own Girsa. It doesn't exist. Sorry. I'm sorry. And it could be there are no MS. Whoever, whoever compiled that, there's no such text of the Tesefta. You can't make up. If you don't know why the Ram didn't record this Tesefta, you can't say because the Ramam had a Girsa where it says, when it says, in the Tesefta, it says he's allowed to. And they're saying the Ramam had a text which says you're not allowed to. That's why the Ram doesn't bring it. No such text anywhere. I looked at all the Chilufic Rissois. I don't have all the editions and I don't have all the, all the, all the texts, etc., etc. but the couple of ones which are accessible and you can see there's no such text. You can't make up anything like that. And the answer is simple. The Rambam Lahalacha never recorded this din of the Tesefta and it could be the reason is because quite often when there's a Tesefta which adds explanation to a Mishnah, the Shaz Bavli will record what it says in the Tesefta. And in this case, the Shaz Bavli does not introduce this Tesefta on this Mishnah. So we bound the Shaz Bavli possibly. I'm just giving just my, my, my thoughts. Maybe that's why the Rambam doesn't record this din Lahalacha. Because he doesn't find it that the Babli should record. In other words, even though the Babli in many halachas of Mesech the Sanhedrin, Daf Yutches, Daf Yutes, Daf Chof, records many halachas of the Brisa, of this Tesefta Perik Dalit, but this halacha is not recorded in the Shaz Babli. And if it's not recorded in the Shaz Babli, therefore he held that possibly the Shaz Babli doesn't accept this Tesefta halacha, and therefore he doesn't record it in his Mishnah Torah, in Hilchis Klea Migdash, in Hilchis Eva. So I'll call upon him based on all of this. I just want to re, uh, re conclude that therefore the source of the mocker of the of the of the Haram Maria is also put on hold because he says the Rambam's mocker is this Tesefta. But we've just proven based on, on the Ursa Meach that the Rambam may have seen the Tesefta but didn't accept it. So how can you say that the mocker of Halacha Dalit? is from the Tesefta, which is recorded in Halacha Vav, where the Rambam never brought that Halacha from the Tesefta in Halacha Vav. So the Rambam didn't seem to accept it. So therefore, we would have to follow with the Ur Sameh, with the Rambam Simcha, that the Rambam holds that the Kohen Gadol can't join a Sudas Mitzvah. He can't join any Sudas Mitzvah, including the Sudas Avro, because he doesn't accept the Tesefta Halacha. What I've just shared with you, I believe, is correct. If you want, you can investigate and inspect it and look through it and tell me if you think there's something wrong with it, let me know. In the meantime, we're moving on. The Ur himself says a novel explanation for this, what the Rambam says. So we're looking again for a source for this Rambam. So he brings a novel explanation and as follows. And he says, we find in the Gemara, the Gemara brings a Mesech to Sanhedrin that there is a special reason. There's, we know this exists. There's a din of Ibor HaChodesh and Ibor HaShonah, right? In order that there should be generally the months were of 29 days. And that's a regular month, the Hebrew on the Hebrew calendar. And when it was a full month, is is it's 30 days. So the 31st day is Rosh Chodesh. So that's when they had to be Ma'aber, the Chodesh. They made it a full month. The prior month has to be full. So that's called the, the Chodesh was Mo'uber, right? It was an extra month, a day in that, in, that, in that month. Instead of 29 days, it's 30 days. Now the Gemara says, whenever there was a Chodesh Mo'uber and the Bezdin, wanted to make and needed to make that the prior month 30 days right because the aid in the, the 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 witnesses didn't come to give testimony on the 29 on the 30th day so they have the 31st day was Rosh so they used to make used to gather 10 people and they made a special meal special meal they made 
And the Rambam codifies that la'alocha in Hilchis, in Hilchis Kiddush HaChodesh, the Rambam brings la'alocha this din, that whenever they had, when they were ma'aber the Chodesh, so the Rambam tells us this din, when they were ma'aber the Chodesh, in uh, sorry, in Peri Gimel, Halacha Zayin. This is based on the Gemara in Sanhedrin, in, per, in Mesechta Sanhedrin, in Perik Ben Soyer. So there, the Rambam says they used to make a special meal, etc., etc. All good. Now the Gemara, there, there's another Halacha in the in the in the Rambam, uh, which is based on the Gemara in Sanhedrin. And the Gemara says there was also a case of Ibor Hashana. Ibor Hashana, right? They had to make. It was a leap year. It was a leap year. They had to add a month. Now the facts are says there is some interesting thing. There's a special Gemara, a special Gemara, a special Brisa, which tells us that when they gather together, when the Bezdin gather together to make it, a, to establish a leap year, right? You shouldn't have at that gathering a Koyen Godel. Why shouldn't you have a Koyen Godel? Because possibly the Koyen Godel would not prefer that it should, there should be a leap year for the based on the weather, because he's gonna have to immerse in the mikvanyum kipper. So therefore, like the Ram, I'll read a few what the Rambam says. Yeah, a high priest should not be included because of the cold, says the Gemara. And the Rambam brings that halach, and he says, why? He made shoes not to institute a leap year so that Tishrei will not fall in the winter, and he would thereby not have to immerse himself five times in Yom Kippur in such weather. Says the Rambam, the Gemara gives a reason, a special reason, a special statement that you shouldn't have a Kohen Godel when we have to establish a leap year. Says Rameir Simcha, why don't you find the Gemara anywhere saying that you shouldn't have a Kohen Godel joining the gathering of the Bezdin when they have to make it a Chaydish Mo'ober, when they have to add an additional day? Here is a leap year, additional month. Here is an additional day. Because the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that when you're adding an additional day of the month, right, and you're making it a full month, they used to make a special Suda. And that was a Suda Smitzvah. Well, that's why you don't mention the Kayin. You don't need a special reason why the Kayin Godel shouldn't be there. Because the Kayin Godel is not allowed to be by a public feast. He can't be even by a Sudas Mitzvah. So the Gemara doesn't have to give a special reason why he shouldn't be there. That's why it's not mentioned in the Gemara. But by the Ibor Hashanah, where we don't find that they celebrate and they brought us, made a special meal, there the Gemara has to give a reason why the Kohen Gadol shouldn't be there. Interesting, isn't it? Okay, take a look at your Ersamech. Now, I want to show you, based on all of this, uh, this basically, all of this just proves to us that the, the, the mocker for this Rambam is we're searching a mocker source for this Rambam. So therefore, anything which can reflect a basis for this Rambam is appreciated. And I believe, therefore, the Rogachover Goin says as follows. The Rogachover Goin says, take out your Haftarah. Now, he actually says it in on the Haftarah. And in the Haftarah, we find an interesting thing. We find that Bathsheba talks to David HaMelech and tells David HaMelech, her husband, what's going on and what are they near? Is doing, and then we also find that Nasan uh, Navi comes to support what she's saying and comes in after her and adds, so to speak, salt and pepper 
to support what Basheva is telling David. And the Mephoshim explain, go out of the way to explain what are the additions, what is especially added, what Nasanavi adds onto what Basheva is saying, etc. Look at the Mephoshim and the Mephoshim Atanach. Dika, let's go. So the Rogachover says, take a look at what Nasanavi says to David Amelach. In chapter Perik Aleph, Posik Chavov, it says as follows. Vili, David, uh, that's what the Gemara recorded in Baba Kama. David Nasanavi says, Vili ani avdecha, I, ule tzadik ha-koyen, v'levnoyo ben yohoyodo, v'leshleme avdecha loikora. So Nasanavi is telling and detailing which of the main important people weren't invited. Weren't invited. Okay, he mentions these. Don't forget who who wasn't invited. Nasanavi, tzadik ha-koyen, v'noyo, and of course, shleime, the the younger son. Okay, because it was meant to be to rebel against the David, the Shleim and David. Asks the Rogachover, and the Rogachover says, take a look at what Basheva, when she speaks to David earlier, and that is in Posik, Yutes, Basheva speaks to David in detail. Okay. Do you get me? You're listening, yes? And he says, she says, Who was invited? And she mentions only Shloima who wasn't invited. Now, you see that there were others she doesn't mention who weren't invited. But the Rabbi focuses mainly on Sadiq HaKoyim. He asks, why doesn't, sh-? like I say, we have to understand why the others weren't mentioned. But the Rogachover focuses mainly on Sadiq HaKoyim because that's the discussion of how, that's what we're focusing on. Why, he says, when it comes to Nosna Novi, Sadiq HaKoyim is mentioned. So you would have expected that Sadiq HaKoyim should have been also been mentioned by Basheva. So, of course, but plainly we learned that that's what Nosna Novi is coming to add, additional names of those who weren't invited, which Basheva doesn't mention. She mentions the main one, and that is her son. Adonia is making this rebellious thing, and your younger son wasn't invited. That's the best proof that he's going against Shloime, right? Good. That's the simple reason why only Shloime was mentioned by Bathsheba, the wife of David. But the Rogachover, from his, from his perspective, from the halachic perspective, and that's what the perspective of the Rogachover is always. Not so much from the Pshat perspective, because like I say, you'll find in different Pshat Pashtonim, and the different Mephoshah Mikro, each one explains in their way. And he says, therefore, and he asks and he raises. Look, he says, you don't find that Sodik is mentioned before. We only find Sodik mentioned here. Why isn't Sodik mentioned before? Says the Rogachover going, you know why Sodik is not mentioned before? Why isn't Sodik mentioned when Shabasheva says that Shloim HaMelech wasn't invited? He, she should have also said that Sadiq HaKoyin wasn't invited, says the Rogi Chover, <laughs> because the Rambam says in Hilchas Klei HaMikdash Perikei HaLochadalet that a Koyin Godel can join any Sudois, even if it's in the Sudois Mitzvah, but he's not allowed to join with the rest of the people. He has to he practice social distancing. He has to remain distant from the people. He can't join any parties. Therefore, Basheva didn't mention to David Amelech. That's why Tzodik, that Tzodik Akai wasn't invited. You know why Tzodik Akai wasn't invited? So this reflects, says the Rogachover, this that Basheva doesn't mention Tzodik, right? Even though he's mentioned by, by Nosen Anavi, 
This reflects the halacha. It's not a mocker, but it's reflecting. Again, if you notice, we're desperate to find some source for this Rambam. He says this posuk is reflecting this psak halacha. When the Rambam says that he shouldn't be joining any parties, so it's partial to Basheva. It wouldn't mean anything to David Amelech if Basheva mentioned Sadiq Akoyen, because Sadiq Akoyen shouldn't be invited under all circumstances, because he doesn't belong there. He's a, he's a Koyen. And the Rabbi Shabbat says he wasn't Stama Koyen. There you go. He was a Koyen Godoil. So he brings the Gemara in Mesech to Yuma Dafayin Gimel. It's a Gemara in Yuma Dafayin Gimel. It's a Gemara in Mesech to Saita Daf Memches. It's a Gemara in Mesech to Sanhedrin Daf Chaf Aleph. And it's brought in all the different Mephorshim in, 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 in Melochim and also in Shmuel, where it's very clear that David Amelech uh, originally, there was Evyosor HaKoyen. Evyosor was originally the Koyen Godot. But because when there was a need to tap into the Urim Vitumim, and the Urim Vitumim had to let David know when he was running away from Avsholem, if he, what he should do. And the Urim Vitumim wasn't functional with Evyosor HaKoyen, who was then at the time the Koyen Godot. So then he saw that the divine, the only way the, Kohen, the Urim Vitumim functions, if when he has, the, when the Koyen Godot has divine spirit, when he has Ruach HaKoyenish, Okay, and because he saw that it didn't answer, the, the Urim Vitumi didn't respond and reply to Avyasar uh, Akain, who was the Kohen Gadol at the time, he therefore put, set aside Avyasar Akain and appointed Sadiq Akain to be the Kohen Gadol. He appointed him to be the Kohen Gadol. And of course, because when he tried tuning into the Urim Vitumi, he did reply. He did reply. So he saw that the divine spirit is on Sadiq. The male of this Gemara, these three Gemaras we mentioned, tell us that Sadiq Akain did this other Gemaras which prove this Gemara, that's the Gemara in Mesech to Saita and in Mesech to Yuma, and also the Gemara in Mesech to Sanhedrin also tells us other halachas which we derive from Sadiq, and we see from there that he's a Kohen God, the Gemara says some Furish. Mainly the Rav doesn't bring so many Psukim, the different Psukim which proves that he was a Kohen God. He brings Pasha the Gemaras and he brings from Rashi, Rashi over there on the spot, brings from Seder Oilam that have Yasser Akain was put aside and who was appointed as the Kohen God. Who was it? It was Dafket Sadik. It was Sadik Akain was appointed as a Kain Gadol. The man if he was in the Kain Gadol, we can appreciate that Bashaba doesn't mention the Kain Gadol, doesn't mention Sadik Akain, and that reflects the psychology of this Rambam and Hitler's Klea Migdosh. I would like just to share with you that if you have a safer, you don't have the safer, but in a safer called Shem, uh, Shem and Roish, and that is a safer, sorry, it's called Ovois Horoish. That is on the on the on the Ovis the Rabnosan from Rabrachamim Palaji on Ovis the Rabnosan. So in the section Shemen Roish, he brings a machlokes of Mefarshia Mikra that when he appointed Tzadik Akoyin and Tzadik Akoyin was at this stage appointed by David, did he actually serve as a Kohen Gadol or he didn't yet serve? Because we learn later in Divrei Hayomim that only after Shlomi Hamelah became the actual king, that's when Tzadik Akoyin was anointed to be the Kohen Gadol. So at this stage in this parsha in the section in Melachim Aleph, when David Hamelah is still alive, even though David Hamelah appointed. But the question is, did he serve? Was he Mishamish Mikuhonegdailah? Or was he just appointed as the Kayan Godel? So he brings a machlokes of Mephorshim in the Rishonim, the classics. Some Mephorshim learned that he actually was Mishamish as a Kayan Godel. You hear that? And that's novel, meaning that if Yosara Kayan and Tzodik Kayan were both 
actually serving as Kainim Gdolim, but then he brings other Mephorshim. Based on this, that we know that there cannot be two Kainim Gdolim at the same time, so therefore he appreciates to say that actually if Yosser HaKain was the one who was serving, and the Tzadik HaKain only started to serve when Shleim HaMelech was anointed, and only then, like it says in Divri Hayomim, was Tzadik HaKain anointed. So I would just like to say as follows. So according to those Mephorshim, that Tzadik HaKain was definitely already being Mishamish, serving as a Kain Gadol at this time, so this the, this can is a good support for the Rambam because the Rambam talks about a Kain Gadol who was a full-fledged Kain Gadol. Now, I want to just say another thing. Even if he was only appointed and he wasn't serving as a Kain Gadol because he wasn't yet anointed, nevertheless, this could be a good support for the Rambam anyway, and it reflects the Allah of the Rambam because there's an interesting op op opinion of the Rabbi Shavar going in a case where a Kain Gadol is appointed, but he hasn't yet been anointed. What kind of criteria does he have? And the Rabbi Shavar going learns that all the halachas which apply to the Kain Gadol apply apply to a uh, to a coin if he's just appointed by mouth if he was just appointed but before he's anointed he can't serve in the base amigdash so to speak so being that we're talking about different prohibitions of covid which relate to covid of the coin gadol so therefore it still may apply even if he may have not been anointed at the stage according to the personal opinion of the rugged shepherd going otherwhere but now it's a separate discussion i want to continue on now, just to conclude, because it's very late, and this is as follows. The Rabbi Shavar goes on to say that if that's the case, why did Tzodik, why did Navi, why did Nasana Navi mention Tzodik HaKoyim? If that's the case, when he talks to David HaMelech, why does he try to uh, uh, substantiate uh, that the severity of the issue, and he mentions all those who weren't invited, and he adds that Tzodik HaKoyim wasn't invited, if Tzodik HaKoyim doesn't belong there. So the Rogachover going says, based on the editors, and that's the way I understand what it may mean, being that this was a suda of a melech, of a ben melech, ben melech, what was the suda? Adoniya made a suda, and at the time he was the ben melech. So true, even though the whole message of that meal was in order to rebel and he should become the king, but the halacha is in general, that the melech takes precedence over the kain gadol. That's a general rule. The male, if I understand the Rabbi Shavu correctly, with this he wants to explain that why Tzadik HaKoyim did bother mentioning that there was room for Tzadik HaKoyim to be there, even though he's not allowed to join any Sudas Mitzvah. That's only such a Sudas Mitzvah which doesn't relate to a Melech. But when we're talking about a Ben Melech, see, even though the Ben Melech, the son of the Melech, is, has a, is regarded as a commoner, he's not a Melech, right? And even though we want to appoint him at the time, but that may have not been legal, nevertheless, because he's a Ben Melech, so out of respect to the Melech, there may be room, just like the Melech takes precedence of the Kayin Gadol, there may be room for him to be at that meal, and that's why Tzedek HaKayim mentioned him, which this also reconciles another question of the Mephorshim. If you take out a Chumash in Parshish Yisroi, it says that Aaron HaKayin joined together with Yisroi at a meal, and the question is, the Mephorshim asks, what is Aaron HaKayin doing at a meal together with Yisroi? It's a Mephorshim Pasig in the Psach that Aaron HaKayin is not allowed to join in even in a Sudas Mitzvah. So what's going on there? What's he doing there? It says Mephorosh the Chumash and Pashis Yisroi that he's sitting there. So some of the Mephorosh want to say that was before Matan Torah and before Aaron HaKoyen was anointed and he was meant to be the Koyen because there was no tabernacle yet. But there are other opinions who learn that this was after Matan Torah. And if it was after Matan Torah, there could have been already an appointment of Aaron HaKoyen as the Koyen. And if that's the case, what is he sitting there? But the answer is Meshur Abenu, even though he didn't eat, but he was part of the meal. Take a look at the Rashi at the time. So according to the Rugged Shavar, that where there is a king, Meshach Abenu was a Melech. 
And people, Moshe Rabbeinu was there, is out of COVID of Moshe Rabbeinu. That's why Aaron Akain is allowed to be there, even though he's the Kain Godel. He's not allowed to join any meals, but maybe there's a special permit given to him. I just want to conclude, and I'm concluding with this. With this, the Rabbi Shavar Gaon explains the Gemara. The Gemara says, that Nasana Novi was bothered, we see from the Gemara, that it relates to David, to David, that he was bothered. He was, why was he bothered? He was bothered that he wasn't invited. Now, we, we also mentioned in this, in the story that he was, who else was bothered? He mentions that I wasn't invited, and he mentions also Tzadik HaKain wasn't invited. Now, the Rogachover Goin says a very interesting thing. He says, because Tzadik HaKain is mentioned by Nasana Novi, he wants to say that there is a Chidush in this Gemara. And what's the Chidush? The Chiddush is as follows, that it should, those who aren't invited should be bothered, right? Because they know their friends are participating in the party and they're eating and I'm not eating. The Rabbi Chavagoyim says, the fact is that uh, Tzadik HaKoyim, for instance, who was mentioned on those who weren't invited, wasn't allowed to go anyway, right? It was a meal, he wasn't meant to be there, according to the letter of the law, putting aside the Ben Melachak aspect. And if that's the case, he shouldn't be there. So what's the problem that he wasn't invited? Well, the Rabbi Shabbat Goyen says that's the Chiddush. The Chiddush of this Gemara is that when people say that when people aren't invited, it irks them and it affects them negatively. It's even in a case where the person who wasn't invited is not able to attend the party. And not just he's not able to attend the party, he's not interested in attending the party. And not just he's not interested in attending the party, he's not allowed to attend the party. Like in the case of Tzadikah Koyin, he's not allowed to attend the party because he's a Koyin Godel. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that Nasa Nadnov is bothered, and he mentions also Tzadik HaKoyin together with him, and therefore, says the Rogachover, if he would have been invited, he would have been, wouldn't have affected him negatively. So just the mere invitation already soothes him, if, even though he wouldn't have gone anyway, and even though he wouldn't have been allowed to go. So therefore, we shouldn't invite him, but you should know when someone else is partying, even though you know you can't attend, it bothers you that you're not invited and you weren't sent an invitation. And we know very well when it comes to bar mitzvahs or chasinists, and this person got an invitation, the next person didn't get an invitation, you're disturbed. Why? So they say, ah, because he's an oval, and you may call me Nechashbonis. But you see from this, the lesson, and that's the lesson of the Gemara, that we see that even in the case where a person cannot and is not able to come, so even though there's a din of Ainoa's Duran, you can't fool the guy, but you have to take the person's sensitivity into consideration. And that's what we're saying. We have to take Sadiq HaKoyin's sensitivity into consideration, that even though he wasn't allowed to come, nevertheless invited, he should have come. He should have been invited at least. So even though he doesn't see the meeting, but he knows they were invited and they're going to be joining parties, and he know he can join nevertheless, he should have been invited, and that's the message of the Gemara. That if he would have been invited, he wouldn't have affected him in a negative way. And that's the message for everybody. That therefore you always should send out invitations to everybody across the board. Even when you know the guy can't come. Not even though there's a shadow of a nose dwarf and that's a separate issue. But you have to take the sensitivities of the people to consideration. They shouldn't be affected in a negative way. Which I would just like to share with you. You'll see the premise, even though the Rogachava, of course, doesn't quote the Pnei Yeshua. The Pnei Yeshua has an interesting take in this Gemara. And he actually says, you should... No, these are the words of the Rabbi Shavar. He says that Nasan Anovi and Sadiqa Koyim were big tzaddikim, and they didn't go to parties. 
and they they only ate just enough as much as they need to satiate themselves. But then you have those people who really like to stuff their tummies, and therefore it would have never bothered Tzadik HaKoyin and us Nanavi to join. Nevertheless, they should have been invited anyway, even though we was considered they wouldn't come. But invitations should, should have been sent out. According to the Rebbe Chavis, not just they wouldn't have come on their own accord, actually Tzadik HaKoyin wasn't allowed to come. Nevertheless, the invitation should have been sent out. With this, we end. Again, I just want to conclude in Shabbos Alabim Naliyah from Rab Chaim Zelig, but Rab Moshe Yisrael, Yashikoyach the Schus from the Rav Chavis Teres on Beistein. Have a good night. Thanks for coming and thanks for having. Shkoyach.